This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill McMinn. Along with me is Eric Barfeld talking about John 14. Because what we've been doing is we just decided, well, let's just talk about the book of John. So every week. Let's just go straight through. And really, it's every week because we, we do two ep- episodes a week, two podcasts a week. And so we've been doing it from a chapter. So if you were listening to Tuesday, Friday, we don't always get these podcasts out on Tuesday, Friday. We do try to get them up on the week. So, uh, but they're, they're available for you to go back and look over. So you can start in with chapter one, kind of listen to different ones of us talk about what this is. And this is a really famous passage. And, and the context is don't be afraid. I really think the beginning of chapter 14 opens up with don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. Almost at the very end of the chapter, he's also telling them, don't be afraid. It seems to be a pretty steady theme. And certainly for the first half of this chapter, we'll look at that. But he starts out by saying, don't let your hearts be troubled. And that's really something that we have to do, you know, as as believers, is not to allow fears to encroach into our lives. So don't let your heart, you have a responsibility, don't let your hearts be troubled. There's good right, doctrine. Right. There's good reasons why we don't have to let our hearts be troubled, but it really is up to us. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I, I noticed throughout uh, this and the entirety of the chapter, there's a lot of, uh, and I'll talk about this in a minute. There's a lot of questions that Jesus asks us or his disciples, I should say. But then there's a lot of um, one-liner, one-liner sentence commands um, it, that's either like I interpret it as a promise from Jesus or mm-hmm. a command we ought to follow. And it starts out with a command that we ought to follow: Do not let your hearts be troubled. Right. And it reminds me of um, you know Book of Joshua. Do not be afraid. Right. Do not be afraid. Over and over and over again, it's this reoccurring theme. So us as believers, well, what's our command? Right. Don't fear. Don't let your heart be troubled. Do not be afraid. Don't fear. Because if you do, it's going to lead to ulcers. It's going to lead to sleepless nights. It's going to lead to anxiety. So you got to say what goes on in there. Now, one of the ways to combat that, don't let your heart be afraid is this believe in God. And so part of my, my belief in God, the stronger my faith in God, the less anxiety I'm going to have in the first place. But let's just take, take some of these statements. We'll spend a little time here. He says, believe in God. This is Mm -hmm. one of the main things for a human. As we look at life and we look at what's important in life, do we believe in God? Right. And that to me is at at the essence of existence, really. I mean, it's at the essence of my life and how my life's going to be. What is my faith? Well, I got to start out by believing in God, not just some power, not just some, well, there's some, you know, whatever figment of my imagination power that I've invented that must have created the world. No, God is personable, knowable, and a God who sent his son. Right. One thing I I talked about in youth group um, a lot about a year ago was where do you have your hope? Where right. do you have your faith? And, you know, I, I gave this silly example of, uh, you know, this was March, April, May of 2020. I said, if your hope is in the toilet paper aisle, always being well-stocked, well, you ran out of hope months right. ago. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, obviously, that's, that's a goofy example, but don't put your hope in something that's 
going to run out right in a matter of time you know what i'm saying we're gonna let you down and be undependable i mean some of the things that you know if you put your hope in a person well maybe the person behaves and maybe they don't maybe they come Mm -hmm. through for you maybe they don't and i think that's where god is a rock i mean there's no other rock other than god i mean he is the he is the truth he is the rock Mm -hmm. beside me there is no other as well and correct right so that you know where is your faith? Like, what do you put your belief in? Right. Where's your faith? Well, the cornerstone of my house isn't going to change. I mean, my house, when we were doing construction on it, actually, it caved in. Like, 18 mm-hmm. feet of the basement wall is an old stone wall because the house was built in the 1840s, and it all collapsed as we were digging down the floor deeper. So the whole floor of the first floor living room the entire floor collapsed into the basement with the wall because the wall was holding up the floor Hmm. so they they both went down together and the rock wall fell all the way to the cornerstone now the cornerstone's still there and that's the only reason the house stayed up if we would have lost the cornerstone we would have lost the whole house the bricks all stayed up like the basement wall fell but all the bricks they all pinch on each other so Hmm. i had 18 feet of exposed wall just just up there. I mean, as you looked up there from the basement floor, it was just hanging in midair. And now they <laughs> built this like huge fortress. I mean, my honest to goodness, I mean, my house could be like a bomb bunker. It's the walls are so thick now because they rebuilt huh. all this and they got it, they got it uh, squared away. But the cornerstone, they don't move. And I've seen some of the cornerstones because I saw the excavation as we built even on the addition on the back of the house. And you get down to that one humongo stone there in the corner. It just doesn't move. You know, it's always mm-hmm. there. And that's like, God, you know, there is no other rock beside me. I mean, mm-hmm. he's the most dependable. And also says we need to believe in Jesus Christ. And that's part of my belief too. So my belief system is this. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus that God sent, that he died on the cross for our sins. He rose again on the third day. That's what I believe. Right. Yeah. As do I, right. you know, dogmatic core issues, the foundation of our faith right. is that, is that right there? Right. Um, and so he also says, my me. father's house has many rooms that there's, so he's going there, he's going to die on the cross and he's talking about going to his father's house. And one of the things that we believe is there's a place that God has for us and there's a place called heaven. And Jesus Christ said, it's it's a house, and there are many rooms in my father's house. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. If it were not so, I would what I have told you. No, he's going there ahead. And I think that's something that we believe, too, mm-hmm. and why we don't need to let our hearts be troubled. Jesus Christ was going to go. And part of the problem is I mean, that they're having is he keeps telling them he's going to a place they don't know and a place where they can't come, and he's going to be leaving them. And that's part of what this whole chapter is about is giving these guys comfort is they're still now they've been together for three years and Mm -hmm. he's starting to tell them he's not going to be around anymore right and trying to help give them the comfort that they need it's like look i'm going i'm going ahead of you to prepare a place but it's nice for us when we die or we lose a loved one in the lord that they die Mm -hmm. that they've gone on to this place that jesus christ was talking about right here certainly and and here it is is what i brought up a, a moment ago uh he asked this question uh, my father's house has many rooms. If that was not so, would I have told you? Right. Question mark. It's like, oh, well, of all this time we've spent prior to this conversation right here, can I trust this guy? Well, right. I would hope so. You spent all this time with him up to this point. So, it, and I, I've noticed that Jesus asks his audience questions in such a way where the audience can answer it's like um when you when you're following along with a public speaker and they got like a little fill in the blank right he's like no you're all excited you know what's gonna the answer is because you fill in the right. blank it's similar to that like he asks a question in such a way where we answer it f- kind of for ourselves if it wasn't that way would i have told you so right oh that's a good point 
Yeah. Yeah, you you're can right. trust okay. me. Okay. So that's what he's saying. Exactly. You can trust me. Exactly. Right. In, Which, in, in such as like crafty kind of way. And like, right. I mean, that's why you read through Jesus' parables and you're like, oh, wow. You right. answer this for myself. And it, it connects a lot of dots, I feel. Right. And if he goes to prepare a place for you, he'll come back and take you. So he says, I will come back. Mm-hmm. To take you. And I think exactly. uh, either uh, if you want to think about the rapture and Christ coming back for his church, or if you mm-hmm. want to think about that point at which somebody passes away, and he's going to say, I will come back. And, and I'm going to come back, and I'm going to take you to be with me, that you may be where I am. Because ultimately, God wants to be with us, and he wants us to be with him. He right. wants to be with us. That's always been the point of the Bible. It's always been the point mm-hmm. of, of what he teaches us is he doesn't want us in hell separated from him. He wants us in heaven with him, and I'm going to go. But but you all comes back, believe in God. Right. It's right. not just Have saying, faith. hey, live your life and be nice. He's not saying, don't be afraid, just live your life and be nice. He's not saying that. He said, don't let your hearts be troubled. Mm-hmm. Believe in God. Believe in me. Mm-hmm. I'm preparing a place for you. I will come back for you. I will take you to be with me. We will always be together. Yeah. I think those are powerful things. Yeah, the the uh, main motif of Jesus is not be good people, do good things. Right. You know what I'm saying? No, it's. Not, I mean, we're supposed to love others and serve. Yeah, sure, sure. To, I mean, that, that's fruit. that's yeah. kind of part of. It, but that's but it's not, not the, to get to heaven. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And that's not what he's saying here. Right. Simply be good. Yeah. That those are great things. Well, well, do one that. Thing, if you're going to bring up that point into the equation, I mean, clearly Jesus Christ said, "Follow me." If you look mm-hmm. at a lot of times, people say. I just need to believe in Jesus, separating, dividing it from following Jesus. Right. Where I've always said, well, you can't, you can't believe and not follow. Mm-hmm. When we're we're following Jesus yeah. Christ, we're believing what He taught. And later on, actually, in exactly. this chapter, He's going to say over and over and over again, "You got to keep my commandments." Which we, we're going to get to that one. But they they want to know where He's going. We don't know the way, so how can we know where you're going? Or we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus answered, "I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me." Now you can look at the singularity of the gospel. That yeah, it's very singular. God's way of salvation is very singular. It's very specific sins are dealt with by believing in Jesus Christ who died on the cross for our sins. Mm-hmm. But not only is it singular, it's simple. And that's one right. thing I really like about it. It's not like Jesus Christ said, hey, go learn 10 other religions and go uh, build a temple for me, uh, be part of a monastery, climb right. a certain mountain, uh, hike X number of miles, and someday maybe you'll get mm-hmm. there. I like the fact he just made it super simple. I am the way, the truth, and the life. You can't get to the Father but through me, but you can get to the Father through me. So, you know, you don't want to look at it like, ah, oh, ha, 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 you know, you can only, you can't get to the Father except through me. No, the point is you can get to the Father through me. Yeah. We can have a relationship he, with God. He answers Jesus. Thomas's question in, in, uh, he gives him a lot more than what Thomas is even asking for. Thomas is, it says, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus said, he were what he could have simply said is I am the way. Right. Follow me. Right. I am the way. Right. You know. So it, right. you know it, it kind of dates back to Exodus when he says I am who I am. Right. Tell him I am has sent you. I think it really does. Well, it does. I mean, I I would agree with that, and I think that it 
brings up so many important things. Like if you're going somewhere and let's say uh, last night I want to take, I'm responsible to watch the secretary's daughter, Becky's daughter, Jazzy. So I get my daughter and eventually my son. I want to go to Payne Creek. All right, well, let me punch in the address for Payne Creek so I can know how to get there. Mm -hmm. There's so many places we go. You've got to know how oh, sure. to get there. And even sure. when I got detoured around, I was going to one place and I knew the other way around because I've yard sailed so many times in the Leroy community. I knew another way to get to where I wanted to go. And my daughter's like, how can you know so many roads out yeah. here? I'm like, because I've right. just driven these roads so right. many times, honey, you know, that I know the way. But I mean, knowing how to get somewhere, I mean, is huge. So saying you're the way, you're the path, you know, we mm -hmm. just follow him. That That's part of getting, you're the truth. Everyone wants to know what is the truth, what's real, what's reality, because the truth always corresponds to reality. And whether we like it or not, reality is what it is. If God sent his son, that's his only son, the only one there is. I mean, forget other religious leaders. Who's the son of God? That, right. That's what matters. Right. Is am I really going to follow him because he's the way, the truth, and the life? And that my life, my eternal life, it all is wrapped up in Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, the life. Absolutely. So that's where, again, believe in Jesus Christ is so crucial. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Yeah. And don't be afraid while you're at it. Right. No, don't be afraid. I don't want you to be. And so then Philip says, Lord, show us the father. And that will be enough from us. Cause he said, if you really, you know, knew me, you'd know my father as well. And if you see me, you've seen the father because they're so connected. And I think that's an amazing statement too, in and of itself. But then he goes on and says, Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you for such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the father. How can you say, show us the father? Don't you believe that I am in the father? The father is in me. The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the father living in me who is doing the work. Believe me when I say that I am in the father and the father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. So why you can believe in me, listen, you know the Father's in me because you've seen the miracles I've done. Mm -hmm. You've heard the things I've taught. You can tell, man, it's not just man stuff. This is God stuff. And you know, you know this. You know, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So to me, when I want to know, well, what does God want me to do? Um, how does he want me to behave myself? Then I want to look to Jesus Christ and follow his right. example because exactly. he is the exact, as it says in Hebrews 1, um, talking about Jesus Christ, that God has spoken by his son, and he made the universe, as Hebrews 1, 2. And then he said, the son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. And so you look at a great divinity verse like that, and Jesus Christ is the exact representation of his being. He's mm -hmm. the exact representation of God. Perfectly, and how God perfectly aligned the two of them, the father and the son. Mm -hmm. And so it, it does get kind of, kind of confusing in the sense. It's like, Oh, remain in me. I'll be in you as I am in the father, just right. like the father is in me. It's like, okay, let me connect all these dots. Who's in, who's in, who's in who. Right. Oh, it's, it, we ought to be all perfectly aligned with Jesus, the son who is in line with God, the father. Right. That's and, how I kind of think of it. And I think too, it's, he's trying to give comfort. Like you're not going to be alone. Just right. like I haven't been alone. Right. Like Jesus Christ is saying, you know, I'm in the father, the father's in me. You know, I'm not alone. I'm not here doing my own thing. I mean, I've got God with me all the time. You're going to have God with you all the time mm -hmm. too. You know, you're going right. to have me in you. And I think that's super, super important because if we have this connection with God, we can do powerful stuff because he says, very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me, 
will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater works than these because I'm going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, I'll do it. Now, that's those are, I mean, those are famous promise verses right there. I'll oh, do yeah. whatever you ask in my name. You may ask me for anything in my name, I will do it. This is one of the reasons we pray in Jesus' name, amen. And, and whether that's what he exactly meant by that or not mm -hmm. that's certainly an outcome it's affected our prayers for right. centuries i mean we i don't personally i mean i don't want to close a prayer and not say in jesus name amen it's sure. not that i want this like cute little rote tag to put on the end of it I, i'm just trying to honor that i'm supposed to be praying in the authority of christ and that christ has given me the ability to come to the father mm -hmm. and just like the book of james says when you ask you must believe and not doubt right Come to me, ask me, and you know, in James it says asking, it's it talks sure. specifically about asking for wisdom. When you ask, you must believe and not doubt, and, right. and it will be it will be given to you. Right. So yes, same same kind of thing. We want to make sure our ways are aligned with what God wants for right. us. It's, and, inter it's interesting too that when you think about Jesus Christ, his actions demonstrated that God was in him. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. What was important to him demonstrated that God was in him. And I mm -hmm. think this is a big thing. When you think about revival, you think about the need for God. You think about the need sometimes to come back to the drawing board, so to speak, to rethink mm -hmm. how we're living based on how God wants us to live. It's got to show up in your life. In other words, what your interests are, what you talk about, what you, that there, you're going to be doing some works. It's just not fun stuff you want to do. Right. These are really God's work, man. I mean, there's really things that are going on that the Lord wants us to do that become that that priority for us that I see as super important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I also think about how God fully went through with giving his son Jesus. Right. He didn't back out at the last minute or, you know, send some substitute, something like that. No, he fully gave his son Jesus and Jesus fully gave himself for us on the cross. Right. There was no last-minute substitute or backing out. You, you, does that make sense? Right. They fully gave right. in that sense. So, yeah, it is, it is parallel. And it, you know, just like what we were talking about, they are aligned with one another. As yeah, and, and we appreciate that. that that's well, what yeah. he did, and that, that's certainly what we should do. But I like how, I mean, to me, it's a very stunning verse when he says, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things. Because I think I've thought about this verse so many times. Uh, you raised Lazarus from the dead. Oh, you yeah, right. healed blind people. You spoke and demons went running. You could heal leprosy. I mean, I, I've never been able to just walk in the hospital, stop in somebody's room and say, you're all better now. Right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not... So when I think about the greater works, you know, I've read a little bit on that. Well, that hey, the gospel, the spread of the gospel, like the gospel spread even more since Christ died and came back from the dead. There's even more people who believe it now than ever. Hmm. And so when you, when you think about that, yeah, I mean, greater works have been done. But it's still, it's, it's stunning and it's profound. And I mean, we come to church, we follow God. We should be expecting God to be doing great stuff. Absolutely. And we, we, exactly. And we ought to be praying for that to happen each and every Sunday when we gather together, each and every whatever night of the week when you gather with your small group that that the spirit is going to show up big and, and right. do uh, a miraculous work right then and there as well. Right. And I don't think it's a blank check. Like when he says, you may ask me for anything in my name, I'll do it. Cool. 
Here comes yeah, the Maserati right. request. Here comes the million dollar request. Here comes when the jackpot request. Here comes, you know, whatever it is that we put out there. Well, of course, Lord, because I, mm -hmm. I said it in your name, it's like saying abracadabra, you know, right. and, and I said the right word and, you know, I rubbed the, the genie bottle, mm -hmm. you know, the right way and I'm going to get my three wishes. It's not like that. I mean, he's talking about the works of God. Like, he's concerned about doing what God wants to do. And as we're praying, God, help us to do what you want to do. And we know God wants all men to come to a saving knowledge of the truth. Right. We know we know God wants people to have peace. We know God wants people to love each other. We know, I mean, that's all part of the work of God, that as we're doing the work of God, that he's going to be with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that these things be according to God's will, that right. ultimately God be glorified, not us. Right. No, I agree 100%. And we hope this has been helpful to you as you listen to this. And this is, uh, we've just been going through John 14, and then we've gone on through verse 14. So verses 1 through 14, if you want to open your, your Bibles and you want to read that again and just think through it, that's a passage we've been on in the next podcast. We're going to go through 15 through the rest of the chapter. You guys all have a great and a blessed week.